Is Canadian Pacific Kansas City Railroad stock ticker CP a possible buy now? We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Canadian Pacific Kansas City. Then you'll want to stay till the end of the video when we give our rating. Along the way, there's going to be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing this business for your stock portfolio. This analysis is going to be intense but worth it. Before we get into these valuable metrics, how has Canadian Pacific Kansas City stock performed? Right now, they trade for $74.41 per share. They're down $11 from their 52-week high, which is up $9 from their 52-week low. This is a large business. They have a $69 billion market cap. Year-to-date, they underperformed the market. Their stock is down half a percent, while the S&P 500 is up nearly 12%. The business completed its merger earlier this year. Before this, Canadian Pacific was compounding at 11.5% annually in the last decade. Since the global financial crisis, both Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern as standalone businesses beat the market. Canadian Pacific has compounded at 14% annually, really crushing the market since 2009. Right now, Canadian Pacific Kansas City pays a 0.76% dividend yield. That's added to the returns in their stock. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to this business? Canadian Pacific Kansas City is a class one railroad operating on track that spans across most of Canada and into parts of the Midwestern and Northeastern United States. Following the April 2023 Kansas City Southern merger, CP operates new single line haul services from Canada and the upper Midwest down through Texas, the Gulf of Mexico and into Mexico. It also hauls cross-border and intra-Mexico freight via operating concessions on 3,300 miles of track in Mexico. CP hauls shipments of grain, intermodal containers, energy products like crude and frac sand, chemicals, plastics, coal, fertilizer, and potash, automotive products, and a diverse mix of other merchandise. With that overview of the business, now let's dive deep into their numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A typical business earns a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. In this time, Canadian Pacific earned above average returns in the mid to upper teens. This changed in 2021 due to the large amount of capital needed in the business in order to support this merger. It took a couple of years for regulatory approval. Because of this, their returns were just below average in their last two fiscal years and today. These are looking at Canadian Pacific's numbers over this time. When these are averaged out, Canadian Pacific earned 12.7% returns in a given year. Once their merger is fully integrated, if they're able to get back to where they were prior to this, it looks like they'd have returns above the benchmark we're looking for. While their returns are above average, they're slightly below our benchmark. This is an X on metric number one. Metric number two, we want to see five-year growth in their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows. This metric's all or nothing. All three need to be up for it to be a check. We'll also include their numbers up until today. In this time, Canadian Pacific grew their revenues by 44%. Their earnings more than doubled and their free cash flows more than doubled. Their most recent numbers take into account their merger which is what we'll use to evaluate the business later when we project their current numbers into the future. Because of their organic growth and the growth through their merger, this is a check on metric number two. Metric number three, we want to see earnings per share growth. This looks at Canadian Pacific Kansas City from the view of an individual shareholder. In this time for existing CP shareholders, their earnings have more than doubled, which we learned in our last metric. The company for their acquisition of Kansas City Southern diluted existing shareholders by more than 30%. However, their growth in their earnings still outpaces this. This is another check on metric number three. So far, we're two for three for CP. 
Metric number four, we're looking for something similar. We want to see free cash flow per share growth. This is almost the same story. Their free cash flows have more than doubled. This outpaces their 30% shareholder dilution. This is yet another check on metric number four. To recap so far, we have three checks and one X through four metrics. Before we look at how the business is faring today, it's time for our bonus. Right now, Canadian Pacific Kansas City pays a 0.76% dividend yield. We want their dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. Canadian Pacific Railway has not only grown their dividends in each of the last five years, they've also grown their free cash flows over this time. They easily support their dividends and maintain a modest dividend payout ratio. It's exactly what we're looking for. This is a check on our bonus. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses and even go bankrupt. Canadian Pacific more than doubled their net debt position from just under $8 billion in 2020 to more than $16 billion in 2021 to fund this acquisition. They were paying this down a little bit, but since then they've actually increased their debt. Today they have $17 billion of net debt. In the last five years, Canadian Pacific produced $5.4 billion of free cash flow as a standalone business. In their last 12 months with combined financials, the two companies together have produced $1.96 billion of free cash flow. If we project that as the same over their next five years, that's not enough to support this debt position, which they took on to fund their merger. Keep in mind they also issued shares. Because of this, this is an X on metric number five. Historically, they were able to support their debt, but as a shareholder, you'd likely want to see that they were more aggressive in paying down their debt. Although it ultimately depends on how this debt is structured to help you understand if this possibly causes issues. One thing to note about Canadian Pacific's acquisition of Kansas City Southern, Warren Buffett publicly stated at the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting in 2022 that Canadian Pacific likely overpaid for the merger. With both the debt and the equity that were raised to provide capital for this, that's something that seems to hold true and we're seeing in their financials so far. The big metric of them all, metric number six, here we're evaluating how the company's free cash flow to enterprise value yield looks. Typically, we're looking at an average for most businesses. Because of this major acquisition that was finalized in April of 2023, we're going to be looking at their current numbers. This helps us look at the business as if it's a private company. It combines both their market cap and their net debt position. As a combined business, they produced $1.96 billion of free cash flow over the last 12 months. When we divide this by their $86 billion enterprise value, we only get a 2.3% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. That's coming in below the yield from the 10-year treasury. It's below the risk premium of 5% that we typically be looking for here as well. Because of this, on metric number six, this is an X for Canadian Pacific Kansas City. Don't just throw the business out. We're not finished. We still need to estimate their fair value per share and talk about our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze Canadian Pacific Kansas City. This takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with their current free cash flows as a combined business, then using historical assumptions for how their industry's grown in the last couple of decades. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for the business. Assuming they grow their free cash flows at 10% annually in the next 10 years. Then in the following decade, assuming that these grow at 6% annually, we'll add in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments. If today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years into the future, 
an estimate of Canadian Pacific Kansas City's fair value per share is around $40. That's down $34 from their current stock price. It's also $25 above the company's 52-week lows. Keep in mind some key points. As standalone companies, Canadian Pacific and Kansas City were both moderately predictable in their past. That's not necessarily a guarantee, but it may also be the case into the future as railroads have tended to be stable businesses in the last couple of decades in North America. Keep in mind, this fair value may seem low because we're trying to get an outsized return from this investment that would squarely beat the market over this time in accordance with what Warren Buffett himself would be looking for. And he stated that the company likely overpaid for their acquisition. It may potentially be tough to make outsized returns from today's stock price. Most importantly, please keep in mind this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our rating to Canadian Pacific Kansas City, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but their qualitative factors may be even more important. What are they? Starting with the long thesis for the business, number one, the Kansas City Southern merger, which creates new seamless intermodal lanes, should yield meaningful opportunities for incremental volume growth. The Canadian Pacific Kansas City Southern merger combined the smallest of the seven big U.S. freight railroads and created the only railroad linking Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Number two, CEO Keith Creel, who worked with legendary operator Hunter Harrison, has pushed to instill precision railroading principles into CP's culture. Number three, compared with trucking, shipping by rail is less expensive for long distances. It's four to five times more fuel efficient per ton miles shipped and generally has ample capacity. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well. Let's look at a short thesis. Number one, muted organic volume growth, wage inflation, and the Kansas City Southern merger will make operating ratio improvement challenging in 2023 despite hiring process and better network fluidity. Number two, terminal congestion has eased and CP won solid new business in 2022, but normalized rates in the competing truckload sector, retail destocking, and the recent Canadian port strike will pressure intermodal volumes in 2023. Number three, the Surface Transportation Board oversees railroads pricing in the United States, so there will always be underlying risk of re-regulation in terms of a policy shift to a more heavy-handed approach. That's a balanced perspective on some of their qualitative factors. Now let's talk about our rating. Canadian Pacific Kansas City is a double-digit position in the portfolios of a few value investors, including Bill Ackman, Chris Hone, and John Armitage. A small position is also owned by Prem Watsa. We've learned in analyzing Canadian Pacific Kansas City Southern that this company checks the box on three of our six metrics. They also check the box on our bonus. While they earn above average returns on capital, they've had to employ a lot more capital. They've issued both equity and debt to fuel their acquisition, which Warren Buffett said was likely overpaid for. There are reasons to incentivize why the company would want to create the only railroad linking Canada, the U.S., and Mexico together, whether or not it made perfect financial sense. That shows up when we looked at the company's shares outstanding and when we looked at how their net debt compares to their free cash flow. It also was the case that their free cash flow to enterprise value yield doesn't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice. Still, a few super investors who have beat the market in their careers have double-digit positions in the business. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis from today's valuation multiples, if they're the same 20 years into the future, if you believe those assumptions and you want a 15% rate of return, an estimate for CP's fair value per share is around $40. That stock price includes a market-beating rate of return, 
The last time Canadian Pacific by itself traded at those levels was in February of 2019. Since then, they have indeed beat the S&P 500. When we look at all the factors of our analysis, Canadian Pacific Kansas City Southern looks like an interesting candidate for more research. If you enjoyed learning about CP, like the video and subscribe to the channel for more.